What is going on, everybody? It is the Texas Gentleman Tanner Prude here. I'm with Cam. I'm with Jake. I'm with Vince. Uh, and uh, we're about to pop it off live here with uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Let's go! It's going to be a fun time. And there you go. What is going on, everybody? Like I said, I'm Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and along with me here, uh, Cam, Jake, and Vince. How are y'all doing this evening, guys? Uh, incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing quite quite well as well. This was this was my first uh, first takeover in quite some time. I got to admit, I've uh, been kind of off of wrestling for the past year or so. Um, I Probably the last six or eight years I've been watching uh, every week and haven't missed a thing until about a year ago. And I kind of just got off wrestling. I'm getting back into it. So Nice. Nice. And and Vince, what about you? How are you doing this evening? I mean, I'm doing good. Uh, we had a good show tonight, which was a lot of fun. Uh, even keeping up with AEW, what they were doing, that was a lot of fun, too. Just it was a really good night of wrestling. I mean, there were some spots where I was a little... Little shit scratching my head, but all in all, I thought it was a fun, fun night to watch tonight. There you go. There you go. Uh, we've already got the chat popping off here. Uh, Damo in the chat says, Raquel won it. Get in. I agree. We're going to talk all about the results here from NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I'll start just kind of in the round here. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Cam. Cam, your initial thoughts on the show tonight? Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I am an, I will say I'm an easily pleased wrestling fan. Um, so there's that. But uh, I think from all the way down, I mean, it's an NXT takeover, right? Like in, in short, that is the answer. It's an NXT takeover. So you know what it's going to be. Um, but I loved it. I, I loved the, the flow of the card. I thought was really good. I thought the match setups were awesome. I thought the builds to the matches were what they needed to be. Uh, you know, I thought it was awesome. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Vince, how does this takeover stack up compared to takeovers, uh, WrestleMania takeovers in years past? What do you, how are you feeling about this one? Well, I mean, it's a little different because, you know, we had the limited crowd and we have the, we have the screens just that are still distracting me, even though it's been a year, which I mean, I'm glad the crowds are coming back. That crowd really helped it. Because I just went back and watched TakeOver from last year at many a time. And just the difference in quality that it feels, it just was a lot more fun to watch. I don't really like comparing them outside to the ones that we've had fans at. So like in the scope of what we've seen, I think this is probably one of the better TakeOvers we had since the pandemic. Hey, for sure. Well, and, and kind of along that same line, we we didn't get a a true takeover last year for for WrestleMania. We got the um, uh, final beat match between Ciampa and Gargano, which was supposed to be the blow off here. Uh, so, I mean, I'm hoping that this makes up for it, this this double blocked night here. Uh, Jake, kind of along those same lines. I mean, how are you feeling about this takeover in the in the post-pandemic era? Yeah, uh, well, Current first of all, my computer era. is very laggy. 
my computer's very laggy, so I apologize if that's messing with the audio or anything. Um, if I'm a little bit behind, um, but like I said, I am a few uh, a few takeovers behind at this point. But watching watching Champa, I mean, that year long feud between Gargano and Champa is one of my favorite feuds of all time. Some of the best matches I think in NXT history, and just watching uh, Champa like that made made me long for like my heyday of NXT. I guess you could call it. Uh, basically, right. between um, uh, between the time where, like, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of like the very, the very first. Uh, I guess we we could just call it like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, that that era. Uh, basically, from there all the way up through about a year ago, I did not miss anything NXT. So just watching Champa uh, go at it like that, seeing how incredible of condition he's in, how ripped he is, uh, made me long for his uh, his title reign and just those incredible uh, takeovers. But I think I think uh, it was a great start tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night uh, even more so. But overall, uh, I, th- I would have to agree. Um, I've caught the highlights in previous um, pandemic era uh, takeovers. And I think this one was uh, just as good, if not better, than than the most. Nope. For sure. For sure. Gentlemen, I love your answers. Let's get into uh, the the dirty of the match card here tonight i'm really excited to go through this with you guys uh for all those out there who are watching here over youtube or on on twitch we thank you for joining us please as we get into this here make sure to hit that thumbs up button and uh subscribe as well uh, i think we lost jake there for a brief moment but he will be back i'm sure uh but yeah like i said you guys we appreciate you for joining us like share and subscribe do all the good stuff here as we get into uh shooting the ish right here on NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, which opened with a barn burner, a barn burner here uh, between Pete Dunne and Kushida. Gentlemen, as I was talking to uh, Rob earlier this week, I think back on Monday, uh, this this is a match that five years ago I would have thought would have been impossible. Um, Mm. But we got it here tonight. Cam, I'll start with you. What did you make of this opener, man? Uh, If you want to... If you want to take this opener in two words, I think the phrase you would use is subtle flex. Right? Because it's like, here's NXT, and we're going to start it with the uh, roll the dice out on the table. Ah, Kushida and Pete Dunn. Let's start with them. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And uh, and I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I thought it was it. I mean, it's it's Kushida and Pete Dunn. Like, I, I don't know what you're going to get wrong with them. Uh, I will say the one highlight that I had that I thought was really fun is when um, Pete Dunn went down on Kushida for the pin and Kushida flopped Pete Dunn's leg on the rope. Uh, I thought it was a brilliant move. That's a move. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Not to say that it hasn't been done. I'm saying I don't know if I've ever seen that move done before where you flop the opponent's leg on there to for the advantage and the break of the count and the pin. Uh, I thought it was great. Just clever little small stuff like that. And I'll say this, and I might be in the minority here. I think that the no leg slapping rule is actually had a positive effect on the matches for me. Like I actually enjoy that it's not there anymore. And again, I could be in the small minority, and I'm okay with that. Right. No, I mean that's a that that is an interesting. I would almost say a hot take here, uh, considering uh, the, right. the the opinions that I've I've heard and read. But but no, I mean I I don't want to like uh, go off on a tangent here. But like I guess was there something about this match that made you feel that way? 
It was that really was for the whole night. I don't know. I think it just for whatever reason I wasn't finding myself yearning for the slap yearning for that noise as it as it was as I was so much just interested and intrigued with the flow of the wrestling and how it all went. I wasn't waiting for that noise to appear to get me okay. to a spot. I was getting to that spot freely without that noise. Well, I would I would have to agree, especially because all of us know where the noise is coming from. We know it's a leg slap, right? So, uh, I and I I also think Pete Dunn is one of the worst. Uh, he, I don't know, he he never hit it very well, in my opinion. I could always see him slapping his leg. I love Pete Dunn, one of my favorite current wrestlers. Um, he he was a surprise. I went to NXT House Show back in 2018, and he he showed up as a surprise, and I uh, oh wow, I fanboyed pretty hard, but um. I don't know. I always uh, he was just one of those guys that I never thought was like the greatest at hiding it. So I I, I don't really miss it either. Fair enough. He does make it pretty blatant. Uh, Vince, your thoughts on the match? I mean, I'm a sucker for tech, technical wrestling, and that's pretty much what we got in this match. It was a lot of submissions. Uh, I know a lot of people's opinion on Pete Dunne is hey. You know, he's not hes not that flashy wrestler. He's not going to go do a 450 off the top rope. I still right. love that. I It might have just been growing up in amateur wrestling, but just the limb manipulation that he does, I just always love that, and that always makes me want to watch more of Pete Dunne. Uh, Kushida, I don't know what it is. It might just be because he did the, uh, his tag team gimmick for a little while on NXT, but I just feel like he's hit this glass ceiling, and... I'm, I want him to be so much better because I love him, but it just doesn't feel like we're getting what we should out of Kushida. But mm. this is this was a great match. This felt like NXT saying, hey, this is what we are throwing out for a takeover. I don't know how you guys watched it. I watched the first hour on Peacock, and mm. the way they transitioned, and it was just no commercials, it made it feel like a real takeover compared to watching it on USA Network. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I watched the whole thing on Peacock as well, and I it was just like I've needed this since since the Wednesday Night War started because like I could not stand between NXT and AEW both doing the picture in picture thing. Mm. I, I I don't like watching wrestling like that. And it, they all both shows seem to do that at the most inopportune times. Now that I ha now that we have this here on Peacock, and it's like, oh well, if you just go on to Peacock, it's commercial free. That makes me feel a hundred times better. I hope that this is a feature that Peacock sticks with, and that they just do NXT on Tuesdays on Peacock, and then it's just commercial free. If you're paying the ten bucks, you get it, you get it commercial free. Um, yeah, Kushida and Pete Dunne technical expertise here by both here uh cam uh you got a fan in the chat here hot take by a uh, man of a thousand and three holds hot take cam is best for business there you go good stuff cam. sure uh, merch coming soon uh <laughs> oh nice I'm, I'm hyped for it um oh my gosh, <laughs> um i i to kind of go off you guys point here as before we move along, I do agree with some of the sentiments that I really do feel like Kushida could have and maybe should have gone over in this match just because he really needed the win. I mean, am I am I wrong on this, you guys? No, I mean maybe not. He he needs the win, but I think 
the story is a Pete Dunne and Adam Cole match in the future. And I just think that's where Pete Dunne should be. He should be in that main event level. And, I mean, Kushida, I feel like they kicked him off. They had a hot stretch with him. And then they just didn't know what to do with him. It felt like they had that Velveteen Dream match, and it just kind of died there. And it just feels like, hey, he's going to be that uh, Andrade Cien Almas spot where he's going to open up the show and he's going to put on a pretty good match, but we don't know exactly what to do with him in NXT. Mm. I mean, he's he's put on some great matches with mm. you know Pete Dunne and and previously Johnny Gargano. I, I I mean, I definitely get your point. I just I'm right there with you. I feel like I feel like they should do more with him before they feel like that he's he's hit that glass ceiling you know what uh, i mean i feel like there's also something i think there's also something for the fact that like the 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 top the top of the men's card might be a little crowded right now hmm. and i think they have they have time and patience with kishida to get him to the top of that so i think i almost think right now nxt is using him and like not like almost parading him or touring him as Hey, remember when you wanted to see him versus all these guys? Here it is. Here's your Gargano. Here's your Pete Dunn. We're going to give you, you know what I mean? And and in the yeah. process of letting the top kind of clear its way out, and then they can bump Kushida up to do something, which I, I feel like we, we all feel like they will with him in the main event. He's certainly worthy of it. Uh, but mm-hmm. But until that time, they're just kind of parading him around with these best of matches that everybody always wanted to see him in. And that's not a bad way to, to make money while you're waiting on the top to clear up. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's move along here. Um, I, I do think it was a bold choice to put this match here as the opener, uh, hmm. but we'll get into that here in uh, just a few short moments. Uh, longest match of the night was up next uh, with Bronson Reed defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff in the six-man elimination gauntlet. Uh, and uh, he will be facing Johnny Gargano tomorrow night uh, for night two of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Uh, let's go, uh, Jake, uh, if you're still there with me. It uh, looks like you are, at least. Um your thoughts here on Bronson Reed taking this here. I did not see this one coming. I, I very much favored Dexter Loomis in the preview show. Yeah, so again, uh, tonight was my first time being exposed to a lot of these guys, at least uh, in like a, a situation that matters, especially a takeover type uh, um, match. Um, I thought Dexter Loomis, he caught my eye right away. Just his entrance, his, you know, his glare, his methodical movements. Uh, I really liked him right off the bat. I was surprised that he went out so early, uh, as well as uh, what's his name now, L.A. something, Eli Drake. It's uh, it's the first time I've seen him wrestling quite some time as well. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he went out, didn't even make the final two either. Um, don't really know too much about the uh, big guy that, that won the match. Uh, I apologize. I usually pick up on the names pretty quick. I'll know them by you know the end of tomorrow night, but... Um, do you guys think he has any chance of of going over tomorrow night, or uh, is it just going to be a, a good match to put him in a good spot, kind of highlight him, um, or are they going to try and try and shock us here and have him win win tonight and then win tomorrow night and take the title as well? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. Yeah, I think they're going to have him win. I think just you have the whole story with uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy, so just basically, I feel. 
they're gonna kind of get the way just to do a little bit more, get a little bit storyline into this, and just have Dexter Loomis and kind of get a little bit inside of the the way while he's feuding with LA Knight because it seems like that's where we were going in the match. And I think Bronson Reed he would be a pretty good champion for the for the North American Championship to put on some nice matches because he is really good and. I mean, he could do some really athletic things just being that gigantic size. And he could go he could go do it with Kushida. He could go do it with whoever you're going to put him in the ring with. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those big men who obviously still has a ton of athleticism and he's in he's in good shape. So he can obviously go uh, Bronson Reed. I will not forget that uh, from now on. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, really not knowing anything about most of these guys coming in. Uh, at least their NXT storylines uh, coming into this match. I was kind of surprised with the way that it went, but uh, Dexter Loomis is somebody I got my eye on uh, for sure, and I can't wait to to see him take on uh, on LA Knight. That should be a, a very good feud. If I, I don't know, is that that feud's already been going on? I I take it, or or they're this setting up like for a- uh, something in the future. Yeah, no, this looks like a brand new thing because uh, he's been all right. Cool. So, so, so my my rationale on the preview show was Dexter Loomis has been feuding with Johnny Gargano and his faction for the last month, month and a half or so. Uh, so it only made sense, maybe too much sense, uh, for him to win this match here. Uh, but hey, they won with Bronson Reed. He is a very, as you put it, Jake, he's a very athletic big man. Uh, he knows his moves. Uh, he's actually pretty technical, too. He's he's from a, like that, he's from the same indie circles uh, that you would see uh, in years past. The Garganos, the Adam Coles, the Champas, the Valters. You know, he's, he comes from that same kind of uh, background, just, you know, based out of Australia. Um I'll spin it over to Cam real quick before we move along here. Uh, Cam, same kind of, same kind of question. Your thoughts on this match here, but also, what's Bronson Reed's chances going into tomorrow night against Gargano? Well, if UCLA has taught us anything, uh, <laughs> it's that runs can be made, and I'm all in on Bronson the Bronson the Bruins Reed as he will now be known as the UCLA Bruins of this particular tonight. That's good. Thank you so much. Uh, No, I I loved it. I I love kind of being being caught off guard because it's so easy. As wrestling fans, we all fall into this. And it's sports fans too, I think. But wrestling more specifically because we think we know what the ending is going to be. So it's like this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And when those things don't happen, I'm more happy about it than if I was right. And so having a guy like Bronson get the win is something that I didn't expect. I don't know if a lot of people did. I thought it was awesome. When he walked in the ring, everything changed. And and the, 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 the things, the moves, the spots, whatever you want to call them, that they could do with him in the ring was so much fun with all with him and Swerve and Ruff kind of, you know, the the um the the suplex and the jump off the top rope, and then the, you know, the German suplexes and then you know, Bronson falls on Ruff on his back, and then Ruff in pain rolls over, and Bronson falls on him again. And, you know, I just – I thought – I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome what they did with him. I think it made him look like a million bucks going into um, to, into night two. I think people are going to take him more seriously. So kudos to them for getting the job done there. Um, 
I thought everybody did really well. I love that Cameron Grimes tried to pay off Swerve and Swerve took the money. And then it, it ultimately was the reason why Grimes got out of the match. I thought it was awesome. And if we get a feud with Swerve and Grimes out of that, I'm a happy man there too. I think that's awesome. Oh, dude. Well, I'm so glad that you brought up Swerve because I thought that Swerve was like the MVP of this match. Oh, he he sure. really mm-hmm. strung this match together and, and, mm-hmm. and really in a lot of ways, he, he was the glue that got everybody involved in the match. I feel, um, so hats off to Isaiah Swerve Scott for making that happen. You know, um, Connor McCabe has joined us in the chat. How's it going, Connor? Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's talk about, um, uh, this next match, uh, which I mean, I, I mean, uh, oh, I mean, where, where do I even start? So um, we learned uh, on previous reviews of these shows here that our friend Rob uh, is a big fan of Adam Cole. Uh, I feel this. I feel the same way uh, about Tommaso Ciampa, the way that Rob feels about Adam Cole. Uh, he's just so good. I, I, I can't, like, I'm, I'm such a Tommaso Ciampa mark, it's not even funny. Gentlemen, Tommaso Ciampa uh, took on Valter tonight in one of the biggest challenges Tommaso Ciampa's had since he's returned from injury, and uh, this match did not disappoint. Uh, Vince, let's start with you. Vince, your thoughts on this epic encounter between Tommaso Ciampa and Valter? Well, Walter is the guy I love, so you could have Tommaso Ciampa, Rob could have Adam Cole. I'll take I'll take Walter. So perfect, perfect. Uh, the one thing that really irked me was I saw the graphic for NXT UK Prelude, and it had him facing uh, Rampage Brown. So it took just a tiny bit away. I still was bought in. I loved the storytelling of Ciampa just going after his going after Walter's hand and just saying, "Hey." You can't hit me with your right hand, Chop, because I'm going to take out your right hand. I loved it. Uh, the double powerbomb spot where Volta just collapsed on Ciampa, I thought that was great, doing the whole neck twist to just do that. Just These guys are just incredible. I think Volta is our, our generation's Andre the Giant, essentially. Just this giant attraction, especially in the U.S., where we don't get to see him often. Uh, whenever we get an NXT UK guy, it seems like they just steal the show. We had that when we had the Tyler Bate uh, UK title match a mm-hmm. while ago at one of the takeovers. Pete Dunn coming along now, Walter. Uh, and then just the – I love the ending of this match. It's a sleeper German and then just hitting a chop with the, a running chop with his left hand just to win. He just does everything that – just so simplistic. He's not doing – Anything that you don't expect. He's just this giant white man with a giant red uh, chops around, or just the blood blisters on his chest. And oh. I just love everything that he does. And I will literally, I will be the Walter Stan. There you go. Hey, perfect. It works for me, man. Uh, Jake, dude, we were talking about this match before we started the stream. Uh, this This match was epic. This match was epic. Where, where does this match fit for you as far as the just the show, and, and what did you think of it? I mean, straight up, it's the best wrestling match I've seen 
in a long time. Um, the the last one, the best one before that was probably the ladder of death match at uh, AEW. Was that? Uh, uh, I'm forget. I, I was there. Um, oh, all all out. I, I like. But uh, like, that one was yeah, incredible. This is probably my nothing. my favorite match. Uh, it was all out uh, in Chicago. This is probably my favorite match I've seen since that match. Uh, like I said to you before we went live, uh, I would have been perfectly fine if this was the main event. I was the most entertained by this match. I like both these guys. I'm a big Champa Stan as well. He's from like two hours away from my hometown. Um, oh. Walter, for me, I'm I'm uh, I'm very much warming up to him. Uh, back when he first kind of came onto the WWE scene and they launched uh, NXT UK, I found him to either be very entertaining or very boring. Uh, and so I never really sought out his matches, but um, I thought this was my favorite Walter match I've ever seen. Uh, I thought him and Champa worked amazing together. Uh, Champa just again showed he's probably one of the best. Uh, uh, cardio he's best in shape overall as far as like muscle physique and stuff but cardio as well he must have ran across the ring 50 times during that whole um you know clothesline 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 trying to trying to knock uh, walter over and what kind of going back to what you said about as fans we always think oh we know what's gonna happen next we know what's gonna happen next i said for about two minutes in a row i was like oh reversal's coming all oh, reversal's coming all oh, reversal's coming and then looked like the reversal was coming and champa avoided it so i always love stuff like that um you you kind of saw the the ending of the match a little bit differently than than I did. Uh, I thought after so much intensity, so much physical contact, everything else, like I know Walter's chops are devastating, and I know that's his thing. But I just thought there could be, I don't know, a little something extra after such an insanely um, brutal match. But uh, I wasn't too disappointed in the ending because really the match overall was was outstanding, um, and I, I want to see Champa back as champion. Uh, I thought I didn't realize how long it had been since Walter beat Pete Dunn. It's been two years, 700 and something days. That's a, an incredible run. I don't know who's going to be Walter at this point, um, but I thought it would have been kind of a, a, a good story to give Ciampa the championship, the, the UK championship, which really what he has nothing to do with the UK. So it'd be kind of just, you know, what uh, to see him hold that belt. And then I don't know. I thought maybe they could parlay that into a line where like he's like, yeah, I beat Walter. I have this belt, but it's not the one that I care about. I want my NXT championship back, the one that I never lost, and then send him on the path back to being NXT champion. That's kind of what I mm -hmm. thought maybe would happen. But as the match went on, you could just tell, you know, uh, Champa gave it his all, but he wasn't going to go over in the end. Although it was yeah. close a couple times. No, yeah, he, uh, Walter definitely brought out uh, the psycho killer in Tommaso Ciampa. I was glad to see it. Uh, uh, Cam, same thing, man. I thought this match was great. I mean, what what do you think? Uh, man, I, I'm okay. So I'm going to say this, knowing that I haven't seen every Walter match that's ever existed, but I'm going to guess Shame that on you. I know. I'm going to guess that Tommaso is probably the top two in dance partners that Walter could ever ask for because Tommaso just brings everything that Walter could ever want into a match. And I think that Tommaso is an incredible dance partner. Um, I think that if Imperium came to the stateside full time, they'd be considered the best faction in North America. Uh, I think Walter would be considered probably the best leader of a faction in North America. And man, I hope that Walter comes States because if Walter comes stateside, he's going to make Vince so much money because he's the villain that Vince has wanted since like 1985. 
Um, it's funny that you say that because but, a man of a thousand and three holes in the chat <laughs> says the exact same thing. If Walter ever decides yes, to did. come to stateside, he'd make Vince a lot of money. He would. He's the he's the villain that Vince has but, wanted since the 1980s. And you, I want. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, Just go ahead. Guys. Like I said, I'm way behind you guys because my computer is <laughs> lagging super badly. But go go ahead, and then I'll chime in. I th- I want Walter to get to a point where he leaves you NXT UK and comes to the WWE full time, and he doesn't lose the belt. He just gives it up. He's like, I've defended this enough. This country means nothing to me. You're all useless. Nobody can beat me here. Take your stupid belt. I'm going to America. Like that's what I want the Walter reign to end like. See, just real quick before, and I'll let Jake respond here. It's what's really interesting about what you just said is that that's essentially what they did with Walter in progress mm-hmm. over in over in the UK. He held on uh, to this title for so long that when he, I guess he he got bored of defending this mid card title, he, and he was actually kind of feuding with Timothy Thatcher there for a minute which is, I'll bring that up here in a minute too. Um, he, he got so bored of, dis, of defending this mid-card title that he, he relinquished it and then said, I'm going for the, for the big, I'm going for the main event title. It's, it's that or bust. And, and he did that. He won, right? So it's very interesting that you bring that, uh, that little bit of uh, insight in. Uh, Jake, uh, you, were, uh, you were going to make a response to, to something that Cam said, and I'm very intrigued by what it might be. So, uh, jumping back to what I was going to say real quick about Walter, I, it's a question for you guys. I think that's a perfect way to go about it. Um, you know, who, cause who's going to beat him at this point? I really have no idea. And, uh, what's the story of him losing and then, uh, all that stuff. But so I give him willingly giving up the belt, I think is great. But, uh, is there any concern, uh, in your guys' minds that, if he comes to the States full time, we start seeing him on TV every week. The allure of Walter starts to go maybe not right away, but do you think it kind of starts to go away? And are you worried at all that he then becomes a typical Vince big man? We've seen Vince not not do very well with uh, with big guys before. And I know that they're different. They don't maybe have like the uh, like I said, the allure. I think that's a good word of Walter, maybe even the charisma. But I guess you could just go down the list of like. Uh, I guess Braun Strowman's a good one or any of these massive guys where just they were mishandled and then all of a sudden they're just not viewed in the same light as they once were. They really aren't very exciting anymore. I don't want that to happen to Walter. Do you think there's any possibility that happens if he does leave the UK? Uh, now, here, I'll jump in for this. Uh, I think if we put him on NXT, you give him uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura treatment that he had in NXT where – he was wrestling. He had that special attraction feel, at least for most of the until he had that Bobby Roode feud. He had that allure of just, hey, this is exactly why you're here. We want you to just come here, destroy people, hit them with a Kinshasa, and just have an incredible match. I think if we book him there and just have Imperium in general in NXT, I think that would do a lot. Now, I don't think he's going to – I know Vince is going to want him to go on the main roster, obviously. I don't want that to happen. We've seen numerous wrestlers that were can't miss, miss on the main roster for whatever reason. 
and Shinsuke Nakamura being a, yeah. pr- a prime example. Yeah, I mean, just if he could be just do the Tommaso Champa treatment, where hey, I'm not leaving, then I think it could be successful. But I don't see him ever being like, hey, I'm going stateside. I think he's just too comfortable. All the reports is like that he loves where he is. He loves just coming here for like a week or two and then going back and staying home. But all in all, I just really would love it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Vince, let me ask you a follow-up question here to uh, to, to Jake's point here. Um, it, if Ciampa doesn't just willingly drop the title to somebody, who, at, with you being the Valter expert here in the room, who on the roster UK or NXT stateside here, who has the cojones to take the title off of Valter? Now, I don't know if there's a definitive answer of who can do it because, I mean, you have this guy two years and and running right now. He's your champion. I think what he can do is if he wants to go to NXT, just say, hey, I'm gunning for the NXT title. Uh, let's do a champion uh, winner takes all and just feud it into there. I don't know how it would work with NXT UK's television stuff, but uh, I don't care about that as much. You know, for the five people that actually watch NXT UK. But, oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I would just love it. Just do it title for title. Even, I mean, I feel like it's WWE. We're going to get a triple threat match, and just he's not going to get pinned. And that's how he's going to end up losing the title. I would love if he just does the whole, you know what? This title's worthless. I'm just going for the bigger one. I don't want to be the champion of NXT UK. I want to be the champion of NXT, period. Uh, Cam, real quick, man, I'm going to throw it over to you. Uh, same kind of thing here. Would, would us, so it's, so it's a two-parter, would, would, would us getting more Volter here stateside be, um, would that break the mystique or the allure of Volter um, that, that we have right now with him being here just so very often, like like so little, that that there's something special about it? Would that break his mystique and his allure? Or... Or, or are you cool with that? Uh, and then, and then, secondly, is there anybody that you can see on either NXT roster that could possibly take the belt off of Walter? Uh, do I think the the allure of Walter could fade? Yes, and and that is because um, inherently we as fans think we're smarter than we actually are, and we get really jaded and we push things too hard, and then things die, and then we wonder why things die. And then we get mad at people for killing things that we never wanted in the first place. And then it's wow. just a vicious cycle because we're fans and sometimes us wrestling fans suck. Like we really suck sometimes. And that's me included. I fall on that too. So it's like, uh, I don't think the allure of him would die. Uh, I think it, I think it would get anything that you see week in and week out. Eventually you're going to come to a level of normalcy with it. It will still excite you, but to say that if I see the same thing every week, I wouldn't find a level of normalcy with it, that mm-hmm. that goes against like everything. That doesn't make sense. But I, I still think that that Walter is an attraction. I think he is a guy that will sell a lot of tickets. He will bring a lot of fans into arenas. He will sell a lot of merch. He will bring a lot of, you know, buys and networks, whatever you want to talk, you know, however you want to convert mm-hmm. that that phrase into your head. Um, and I think he would I think he would absolutely 
do incredible things here stateside if he wanted to come here full time. Now, if he's perfectly happy in NXT UK and doesn't want to leave, then more props to him. Dude knows exactly what he wants and he doesn't want to go anywhere. And that that makes sense to me. Uh, as far as who would I want to see be the guy to beat Walter for the NXT UK title? Um, Drew McIntyre. Wow. 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 <laughs> Fair I would like enough. to see Drew. I would like to see Drew versus Walter. What can I say? Hey, that, no, dude, you're right. I I, I was doing a, a wrestling podcast last year after Drew won the title, and I said, you know what, it'd be a heck of a match if Drew went over to the NXT UK and did a did a title, uh, not even a title for for title match, but just just took on Walter. I think that would have been fun. Um, I think it would have been fun too. Uh, I'm I'm gonna throw a name here out at you guys, and then we'll move on here. Um, we got a very apparent lack of Timothy Thatcher in this match. I thought that he was going to uh, interfere, maybe even join Imperium or interfere and help Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, we did not get that tonight, and, and nor did Timothy Thatcher join Volter and Imperium after the match. Uh, personally, as somebody who was a big Progress fan and somebody who saw Timothy Thatcher take on Volter uh, in a very... Uh, brutal match. Um, just a name here, but I mean, what would you think about a Timothy Thatcher versus Walter match? I'll, I'll start with you, Cam. Uh, yeah, take my money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Man. I want to see them both slap each other very hard in the head, in the chest region, until one of them falls for three seconds. I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> Timothy Thatcher is much more, uh, I guess, he, he, he goes more... Mo- with that European flow of things, even though even though he's from the states here, he does flow better with that European style of wrestling. Uh, Vince, yeah. I'll go to you. Timothy Thatcher versus Walter, could that be on the cards? That better be, and it better be in a fight pit. Oh, fight pit! Mm, Timothy Thatcher versus would, Walter. That would be brutal. I don't know if I'd want to see Walter in a fight pit. I think that changes things. <laughs> I think that changes things a lot. I don't want Timothy Thatcher to die. I, I just think want him to wrestle. It's got it's got to be a shoot at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. Jake, Timothy Thatcher versus Walter. Could it be on the cards, my friend? Jake, if you can hear me. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know if Jake can hear me. No oh, okay. man. Well, hopefully, if once Jake's stream catches back, you guys hear me? Can I'll you hear me? Can you hear me now? Oh, I, I, I can yeah. definitely hear you now, my friend. Vulcan All right, I I was just saying I like it just just like just. Just like uh, why I liked your Drew McIntyre um, proposal, I. A big guy, he's got 6'3", 200 and whatever pounds, so he matches up well, doesn't look, uh, you know, like when it's Pete Dunn versus Walter, like Pete Dunn should lose that match, you know? So it's like it can't be anybody like that. Uh, so I, I like the big body. I like the style of wrestling. They should, they would uh, they would have a, a good match, I believe. So, yeah, like you said, take my money. Yeah, I think Walter, Walter just reminds me of like, like a like one of the big bosses in like Red Skull, so I feel like you need a Captain yeah. America type to take on Walter. I feel like Timothy Thatcher fits the bill. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to uh, the match that 
I personally thought should have opened the show, but we put it at the penultimate main event here tonight. You guys, uh, MSK uh, defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans and uh, Legado del Fantasma. In a surprise, I thought, I really genuinely thought that Grizzled Young Veterans were going over here and that MSK were going to chase. I was dead wrong. Uh, Jake, what did you think of the match? And uh, what do you think of of our new champions, MSK? There we go again. Uh, I thought it was a very exciting match. Uh, again, got to know a lot more about all of these teams. I was not super familiar uh, coming into it. Obviously, with vacated titles, uh, somebody's going to end up as new champion. So I'm excited for this run. Good deal. Uh, Vince, MSK is new champions. I didn't see it coming. Did, did, did you see it coming? Uh, I didn't. They threw in the line on uh, uh commentary basically saying hey nobody besides the freebirds have won two vacated titles uh so that kind of threw me off a little bit i get it why wwe did it uh just essentially they won the dusty classic or the whatever it's called for the men but they won it they were essentially the chosen tag team if you're gonna go that far uh i don't know i didn't this match didn't click with me for some reason. And it might have been I was just uh, fanning myself off of the last match. But just in general, it didn't feel like I got into it. And it might have just been – it was just fast-paced. It felt like it went really quick. Yeah. It might have just been crunched for time at that point. But I- – I was just going to say, it seemed like a lot of commotion compared to any other match on the card. Not sloppy, per se, but like every other match seemed pretty well put together, told a pretty good story. This one just had a lot of flying around, diving, bodies flying. So, But that's what you're going to get in a triple threat tag team match. So, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just pained me because the staple of TakeOver is the tag team title match, it always feels like. It always feels like that's the match that I get away, and I'm like, I gotta go rewatch that match. Again, it just makes me long for like uh, when it was Tyler Bate and I'm forgetting his partner's name. The uh, they were mustache team uh, versus like uh, yeah, yeah versus undisputed era or Oni Larkin and uh, I'm and uh, Branch. I'm 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 forgetting all the names now. It's been a while, but Danny Birch, uh, Danny Birch, yeah, yeah. It just some incredible, incredible. Or back when the Viking Raiders uh, were in NXT too, and they just, yeah, yeah, it's it's still bad. It still sounds horrible, but I mean, those matches were, they were the best matches on the card, time in and time out. Like they were unforgettable matches, ones that you could watch five times over in the same night. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. That's why I, I call uh, those years, those couple of years in NXT, like my heyday NXT years. I mean, you just can't beat the roster, you can't beat the talent, can't beat the chemistry that those guys put on, just night in, night out. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely nowhere near those kind of levels, but, um, I'm not sure any of those or any of the teams that we saw tonight are simply as good as the team, many of the teams that I just named. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and, and here's, here's the part where I'm probably going to get a lot of the AEW fans giving us the thumbs down the video, but Hey. You know what? That's all good. Still part of the algorithm. That's fine. Um, I feel like this was WWE's take on an AEW match, right? Like, I feel like they're like, let's just do something really busy with a lot of guys who can do flips and stuff. Whereas, 
with with NXT, as Jake, you were just describing it, a lot of like NXT's classic tag team matches. You can look at the DIYs versus the Revival, that series of matches. You can look at the matches that, uh, I mean, basically from the inception of NXT, you know, all the Undisputed Era matches, the ones with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. You could look at uh, the Mustache Mountain matches. I mean, those were all one tag team versus another tag team and some like just magic happened whereas this like you guys put it just felt really really busy i think uh, cam what, what did what do you think uh i disagree i think all your takes are stupid no um wow. no I'm just wow. kidding. no I, I and i i do agree to a sense but i will say on the other side i think this is probably the first time in a while to speak speaking to what you guys were talking about is there wasn't a a uh an established firm veteran tag team that was in a, a takeover match for the titles mm. so i think when that happens you kind of have to scrap what you were doing and and how what your blueprint is at that point because you don't really have it so let's scrap it let's do the opposite of that or something to catch people's attentions because I kind of liked that this match was where it was on the card. Everything up until that, the six-man gauntlet made sense. Somebody was coming in every three minutes. You could kind of get used to that, to the tempo, and then everybody's in the ring, and boom, there's a big blow-up, and then you know we get to a winner. Uh, Kushida done. Everybody kind of knew what that pace was going to be. Tommaso and Walter, people just grabbed bags of ice and put it on themselves as they watched that match because it hurt so much. And I think everybody kind of understood that. And then we got to this match. And I think a lot of people were like, we don't really know what this is going to be. And I think that's almost a fun part, a fun area for NXT to be in. They're giving their viewers something that I don't necessarily know what the viewers know they're going to get. Um, and I certainly did it. And this was just basically speed for however many minutes this match went on, which it, it felt like it was a blur or it was a two-hour match. Like it was one of those things where you're like, I'm not really sure what happened. It was either two hours or two minutes, but I can't really remember because so many things were happening at once. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was great. I thought the way that they framed this, it was different. It needed to be different. It needed to be outside the box. And I thought they had the nail on the head. And, and to your point, I, don't, I thought Grizzled Young Vets was going to win. I did not think MSK was going to pull uh, was going to pull off the titles, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, hey man, that was uh, that was quite the take. I, 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 that was definitely quite the take. I, I do very I, much agree, though, with the placement on the card. I think it was perfect, especially after as brutal of a match as Champa and, and Walter was. You got to have something that's not, you know, smacking each other around and so heavy and so intense. So you get some high flying stuff, you get some commotion, you get some guys diving all over the place. And again, you don't, you don't really know, uh, or you can't expect to know what's going to happen in, in a triple threat like that, or you do think you you know what's going to happen, and then something else happens. So uh, I do think that the placement uh, on the card was was perfect. Uh, and I also think another part of the placement too was it, they come off the slap fest, right? So you pick the speed up, and you get people's heart rates going into a women's title match to end night one in in a in a non filled arena, basically. I mean, you know, there were X amount of people in there. There are probably more people in a Chili's on a Saturday night that were in that room. So it's like, so you're working with a small number, right? They know that going in, they're working with a small number. So that match right there gets everybody's heart rate up going into a women's uh, title match that is going to set off night one that needs to be 
have people here to start that match. And I think that's exactly if that's what they were aiming for, I think they nailed it. If that wasn't what they're aiming for, I think they they happily found a diamond. Oh, I, I love your metaphors, buddy. I, I really do. Uh, <laughs> My rap name what? is Metaphor Cam. <laughs> well, just just as you put it here, that was a great lead in to the main event, gentlemen. Raquel Gonzalez finally did it. Uh, she's made history here, defeating the historic run of Io Shirai. Uh, Io, who had dominated the NXT women's division for so long up until tonight. Um, you know, hey, she she put Raquel Gonzalez over in a really, really big way, I feel. Um, this also kind of feels like an Io Shirai call-up to me, though, too. Uh, Cam, I'll start with you here. What did you think of the match? And, and, and truthfully, where, where does Io Shirai go from here? Um, I thought the match was awesome. Uh, again, I did not think Raquel was going to end up getting the win. Uh, I, you know, it's cause it's EO, right? Eventually you're just like, she's going to win, right? It's just, that's what's going to happen. That's what she does. Uh, so I, you know, I wasn't necessarily sure that Raquel was going to win. I thought the match was awesome. Uh, I thought it was put together really well. I thought they used the entire length of the arena that they needed to use. Uh, and I thought they used it incredibly well. Uh, I think Raquel made EO look like a, a speed racer when she needed to. And I think EO made Raquel look like a giant that could break cinder blocks with her hand when she needed to. And it was, it was awesome to watch. It, it was, it was incredible what they were able to do there. I thought the match was really good. I thought it ended the night well. Um, again, you get something that maybe not a lot of people thought were going to happen, and that's what ends the night, and that's what brings you into wanting night two and being ready for night two and what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, I, well put, man. Uh, uh, Vince, we'll, we'll go. We'll go to you. Uh, thoughts on the match, man, uh, and and Raquel Gonzalez. What a historic moment for her, too. You know. Yeah, I, it was a fun match. Uh, I know Fightful Select reported that they had a lot of time cut from this match, and that could have been why it felt a little condensed to where it could have been, especially with some of the EO spots. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I grew up a big Jeff Dunham fan. That skull reminded me of Ahmed the Dead Terrorist the entire <laughs> night, especially when, when they had the eyes open up for some entrances. Uh, and this match especially, just seeing her, seeing EO just jump off of it. <laughs> Oh man, we, you, you popped Cam hard on that one. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, uh, that's so good. And I know Triple H on the media call just said, uh, if Io Shirai wants another title match, she gets it. If she wants to do something else, she gets it. It's all up to her at this point. Uh, I just, I know you just said, what if she goes up to the main roster and it felt like it? I don't want that because in three weeks she'll be on Raw and she'll be a Kabuki warrior because Vince McMahon forgot who was a Kabuki warrior. And <laughs> I just don't want that because I loved Io Shirai as champion. I get it. We They were building up Raquel Gonzalez forever. I was shocked, no Dakota Kai, especially for the celebration, hmm. which, I mean, it felt a little weird. They had all this big celebration as a heel won the championship. But, I mean, it was a good match. I loved it. Uh, I thought we were going to get a Dakota Kai interference throughout this match, and I was glad that we didn't. I thought 
this really built up the Raquel Gonzalez that they've basically been building since uh, TakeOver War Games. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, great finish for her. I mean, like you put it, that that's been a very long journey for her, and and yeah, she she deserves this title here tonight, in my in my honest opinion. Uh, uh, Jake, we'll go to you, man. Thoughts on this match, the the results, and and where do we go for here for for both ladies, really, Raquel and Io? Yeah, so from a physique only standpoint i think obviously she looks like a champion um she kind of reminds me like i don't think she's like as badass or like scary like you look at her and you're like wow i'm actually legitimate legitimately scared of her like a say a rhea ripley or something like that but she she looks like a champion she looks good like you said uh, the build uh has been coming uh io shirai i think had the title for quite a long time and she's gonna get through this you know dropping of the title just fine uh, whatever she does next, she's she's going to be all right as long as she doesn't go to the main roster and, and get destroyed right away uh, by, mm-hmm. by Vincent Creative. But uh, Dakota Kai, touching on her, um, I haven't seen her for a long time. And boy, does she look different. Uh, I just I remember her. I was actually that same house show that I alluded to earlier where Pete Dunn showed up and I actually saw Tommaso Ciampa wrestle that night as well. That was the night that Dakota Kai destroyed her knee happened in Green Bay. Uh, Wisconsin. So I was there. I I knew it happened. I knew it was a real injury in the match because nobody knew what to do. All of a sudden they went down to like a three on two because I think it was a three on three women's match. So um, I'm used to that Dakota Kai where she is all colorful and like running around and smiley and everything. I haven't seen her for a long time. So she definitely uh, looks different now too. But um, I thought it was a pretty good match overall. Um, I I that's I don't really have too much more to say on it. I think, like I said, I think she looks like a champion. She's going to get a good run, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it. She she deserves it. Um, I, I'm going to yeah. be starting to watch NXT uh, on a uh, on a weekly basis now. Um, I've been watching AEW for a few months again now, but I'm really going to get back into NXT now. Following you know post WrestleMania, there's just so many new names that I got to get my, myself familiar with. The one thing that I did laugh about was when uh, Wade Barrett uh commented on the skull and he was like that's 20 feet high blah 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 but then the women are standing there and they're almost half as tall so i was like that thing's maybe 12 13 maybe 15 feet high <laughs> which is beside the point but i just laughed because he was like you couldn't pay me to jump off that thing and i was like oh i remember nexus i remember you wait barrett like i don't think you've jumped off anything in your life so uh that <laughs> makes that makes total sense that you don't want to get up there uh but yeah, that that comment made me laugh. I also love Vic Joseph. I want to throw that out there. I've been singing the praises of Vic Joseph ever since he was way before 205 Live when he was like hardly getting spots, guest spots as a commentator. Um, that's I do that uh, part time. I'm a play by play for for hockey, so I love uh, hearing the play by play guys. I do miss Morrow uh, every now and then. Sometimes he could be too much. Sometimes he was like you know perfect for the situation. But uh, I I like Vic Joseph a lot, so I just want to throw that out there as well. One question, though. What do you guys think of Beth Phoenix as a commentator? I haven't really heard her enough to really have a solid opinion, but I've never really bought into her commentary. Mm, I think Beth is Beth is that athlete that I think has a really quality ceiling, but also think has a really low floor. And you just kind of get whichever Beth shows up that day. Because there are days where she can hang in there, and then there are other days where you're like, you probably you don't need to have a mic on. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it seems like she's behind a bit or like the comments are kind of, uh, I don't know, they could be more clever or they come a few seconds too late. I don't know. Yeah. I just like can't fully buy in. Uh, she does. She does better in the women's matches. I always feel like she's like more. 
I don't know, talking, can she talk shop a little bit better? Um, yeah, it's a comfort right. level, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, I really love that we we gave we gave EO and 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 Raquel and uh, even even Vic Joseph his, his, their their flowers to, to tonight. Um, you didn't you wouldn't have ever expected it. Uh, I mean, as far as Beth is concerned, I mean, uh, so I do have difficulties with her being on NXT. I'm not I, like like I think that she has really really high potential on commentary, hmm. but I feel like she she is actually for me like a better fit for like raw or, or smackdown like if she was on smackdown with michael cole and 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 uh the the other gentleman i can't remember i don't know i think she smackdown anymore. i think she Corey matches Graves, michael cole's you. tone and his approach a little bit better mm-hmm. whereas nxt has always been more intense and always yes. been heavier and she just doesn't have an intense voice even when she tries like and yeah. it does you looking at her you would think she would have a deeper more intense voice but when you hear it when it's you know audio only it just doesn't come across with that intensity, whereas Wade Barrett has got this deep English voice. And I think, yeah. like I said, even Vic Joseph, maybe I'm just a mark for him. But uh, And then looking back at the other guys uh, who have done it as well, they just always bring the intensity, and I just don't ever hear that in her voice. Yeah, when I think of like the NXT intro, you know, I, you know, I hear the, the Slipknot you know, music come on and then, and then I, but, but I don't, I don't hear Beth Phoenix's voice coming in on that either. So I, <laughs> I get it both ways. Um, gentlemen, before we wrap up here, I just want to give us a quick opportunity, uh, to, uh, just, uh, go over night two, which is coming up tomorrow. And I must stress this here, gentlemen, uh, and, and to our viewers live watching at home, uh, night two will be exclusive to Peacock. So if you did not sign up for Peacock tonight to watch NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver Night 1 commercial free, you need to sign up so that way you can watch night two tomorrow night. Uh, got to hop on the cock. Got in- there you go. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we've got uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart taking on uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, The Way. Uh, we've got a very exciting match here between Jordan Devlin and uh, Santos Escobar, a ladder match to determine the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, uh, Cruiserweight Champion rather, an undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed for the NXT North American Championship. Kyle O'Reilly takes on Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. And then Finn Balor will be taking on Karrion Cross uh, in presumably the main event in a singles match for the NXT Championship. Guys, I'll go around in the circle here just one last time. Uh, Cam, I'll start with you. What match are you looking forward to most for tomorrow night? Which match am I looking forward to? The So, uh, emotionally, I'm attached to the O'Reilly uh, Cole feud as much of us are because the story there is fantastic. Um, but since we've hopped in with, like, the biggest fan of Walter and Ciampa and then we had a, a Cole thing, I'm going to hop in the mix here. Uh, my, my guy is on night two uh, headlining uh, Mr. Cross. Uh, I've been rocking with Karrion for a long time. I think he's, I think he's one of the best guys on the mic in the business. I don't care what continent or country you're in. I think he's incredible. I think he could have promo with anybody in the world. 
Um, absolutely love his work. Love what he's doing. I've been following him for years. Uh, but that one, I think, as a fan, I'm more tied to just because, you know, you have your favorites and they're on the card and that's the one you look at. Um, but emotionally, for sure, I'm just waiting for O'Reilly and, and Cole. They're probably already fighting right now. And we're just going <laughs> to we're just going to get them like 12 hours in. You know, like yeah. the cameras are going to cut on. It's going to be like, they were fighting since yesterday. Like, All right. <laughs> good, good stuff there. Uh, Vince, uh, what match are you looking forward to most tomorrow night? Uh, I think it's going to be the Cruiserweight title match. I think it's the ladder match in general. Just NXT does it really well, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, I like what Santos Escobar has been doing. I loved Shawn Michaels just seeing them and just walking up and just, hey, here's a ladder. You're going to do this in a ladder match now. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's going to steal the show. It's a lot of really good matches on this card, especially for night two, and you have a lot of the heavy hitters. I think it's just going to be that match that, hey, these are two guys you might not know if you don't always watch, and these guys are going to be the future. Good stuff, man. Jake, uh, we'll pan over to you here. Uh, what match are you looking forward to tomorrow night? This is going to be another banger here, sir. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the card as a whole. Again, going to be able to get uh, familiar with some of these guys. Hopefully, great matches all the way through. But honestly, get me to that Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Adam Cole match. I've Undisputed Era is like one of those one of those uh, factions that came up when I was obsessed with wrestling obsessed with nxt i uh and i've always thought especially after roderick strong turned turned on uh, pete dunn and joined undisputed era i thought he always got some of the rub over uh kyle o'reilly who i always thought deserved it i always thought he's been extremely underrated even back to ring of honor and stuff i i, I love kyle o'reilly uh obviously adam cole is the leader he's obviously the best wrestler uh um, amongst that faction kyle o'reilly's always been my favorite i think he's the most entertaining overall he's hilarious um and, and i think that he's deserved to to win in a couple spots already that he has not won so i would like to see him go over tomorrow i cannot wait for that match obviously johnny gargano and uh, cross match going to be great too but get give me to that o'reilly cole match and i'll be happy I think these are all great shouts here, guys. I mean, again, the card, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart taking on Candice Lorraine, Indy Hartwell. That'll be good. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed for the North American Championship. That'll be good. Again, this is a very stacked card because main event, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. We've got a blood feud between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. But uh, just, as, uh, just as Vince put it here, let's not sleep on uh, uh, El Hio del Fantasma, uh, a.k.a. Santos Escobar taking on Jordan Devlin in a ladder match. I think that has super high potential as well. Um, we'll That's, I'm, and, I'm uh, also looking forward to that ladder match because we had a lack of quote-unquote gimmick matches tonight, pretty much just straight-up wrestling. Obviously, you had you know the uh, mini Royal Rumble or whatever they called it, and then you had the uh, three-way tag match, but there was really no... Uh, no weapons, nothing uh, out of the ordinary tonight. So I'm looking forward to uh, so, some ladders and uh, some big time spots tomorrow. Yeah, nothing, nothing hardcore uh, tonight, but we will definitely be getting that tomorrow night. Uh, and if you if you also want to be hardcore, ladies and gentlemen, those at home, oh, you got to oh. go on to patreon.com slash shoot sports ish. Uh, we're going to have some content rolling out for you. Some some actually some original content that you won't get anywhere else. Me and Thomas Fenton, we're working on some stuff. So you got to oh, make sure 
to go to patreon.com slash shoot sports ish subscribe there today for some original content coming post wrestlemania week we've got some awesome stuff planned here and uh cam i think that you also had some exciting news today didn't you uh i do uh so we here have we've officially locked it in we're good to go uh we are partnering with uh s-l-e-e-f-s.com if you're interested in getting uh upgrading getting the best workout uh gear uh on the market in the market for a great price it's sleeves.com when you get to the checkout type in promo code stsi25 for 25 percent off your first purchase Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I've just sent Cam a message. We're going to put that in the chat, uh, or rather in the in the show notes down at the bottom. So that way you can get the link, go and check out Sleeves, get you some some sports gear. I was just on there earlier today. You got you got everything from, uh, I, I guess, like shorts, compression shorts. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, like like armbands. You can get like the whole gamut. There's everything. You, you can get headbands. This headband is headbands. from Sleeves. I've got workout uh, three-quarter tights. They got full-length tights. They got socks. They got arm sleeves, headbands. They got headbands you can tie. They got socks. They got underwear. They got everything. Yeah, they yeah they got they got all that good stuff right on sleeves. And again, you get a promo code with us. So mm-hmm. make sure to follow the the link in the description below. Uh, go to sleeves and uh, use that promo code so you can get a discount. Again, uh, Valentine's Day uh, has come and gone, but that doesn't mean that you can't buy some underwear <laughs> off of sleeves.com. Uh, well done. Man, yes, thank you. Uh, let's get on out of here, gentlemen. Uh, mm-hmm. From and where people can find content. Jake, we'll start with you. Where can people find more of you? Um, Twitter is my main platform, so just my name right there sent holes on sport everything i do uh, i wrote about a billion masters articles today uh, those can all be found at shooting sportsish.com as well ton of masters content i'll have some more wrestlemania weekend um pretty much uh, everything i write everything i ever record uh all my play-by-play highlights literally everything i do can be found right there at sent holes on sports so that's my only plug there you go that's that's a great plug uh, oh, I've also got a hockey you, podcast uh, on the Shooting the Sports-ish oh. uh, network. Uh, it's called Off the Post NHL Pod. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Me and my co-host Malik, uh, one of my buddies from college. He lives in Washington, D.C. now, so I get some inside info on the Capitals, good things like that. But, yeah, uh, if there's any NHL fans out there, you can find that as well uh, on the Shooting the Sports-ish, uh, I guess, uh, podcast platform wherever you find it. So, Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Uh, Vince, well, I'll throw it to you. Where can more people find more of you and your content? Well, if uh, if I didn't scare you guys off with my uh, Walter love, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TalkVinTalk. Well, we can discuss more about Ahmed the Terrorist there. We can talk about whatever you want. Uh, I'm on. I'm basically on a little bit of a break. I uh, I haven't been doing much in fantasy football on Shooting the Sports. Just looking forward to getting back into that. Hopefully doing some baseball stuff and hopefully more. Got to talk, figure out some stuff. But, yeah, just shoot me a follow. Go chat with me. I mean, my DMs are open. Go talk to me about whatever. Tell me how much I don't know about wrestling, please, because I am ready to talk. Walter uh, stands. Go follow Vince. He, he needs to talk <laughs> to you. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Cam, <laughs> what about you? Where can people find more of your content? Uh, I am uh, any platform that you, you feel like you would want to find me on. I am at CM says stuff. Uh, I have two podcasts here on shooting the sports ish network. Uh, I do the sports summit pod, which comes out uh, every uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, and it's kind of a round table discussion of just the biggest and best topics in all of sports. Uh, so it's a little bit of everything. We don't go uh, very deep, but we do a little bit of everything. Uh, and then I also have the Sports Market Podcast, where I cut a podcast once a week on our friends over at Symbol. Uh, Symbol.app is the the only, the best and only uh, sports stock market where you can buy shares of your favorite sports teams. It's real money. It's 24-7. It's completely live. Uh, I use it every single day. It is fantastic, and I cut a show on that once a week. Good deal, man. Uh, well, those I'll, were I'll, those I'll... were much better plugs than my, <laughs> my podcast plug. Hey, I thought I think we all had really good plugs here. I um, too. And Vin, uh, Vin, don't don't worry about it because you're good with your Walter stuff because you haven't heard Rob go off on uh, Adam Cole. That'll make you feel better dude, about your Walter. Oh, one, I promise. He's got <laughs> he's got some 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 deep Adam Cole cuts. Oh, next, next time I talk to him, I'll ask him. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You can hear Rob tomorrow night on night two of NXT TakeOver Review, so you can hear all about it. Um, yeah. uh, so I, I'm Tanner. You can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore. I'm hardly ever there, but you can still chat with me. I'll still see it come up on my phone. I'll talk to you, to you there. That's cool. I'd love to talk to you there anyway. Um, more importantly, you can find me on Twitter also at Radio Techers, uh, which is actually where myself, my friends, Mags, and Matt, we talk uh, uh, Premier League. We, we do a live stream watch along where you can watch us watch Premier League coverage and talk to us as we're doing the game. And we normally talk about like bread. I, those are that's a great topic uh but uh otherwise you can find me on twitter here at radio techers or texas gentlemen come talk to me i'll be lovely to speak with you um but yeah guys that's it for tonight's show we look forward to doing night two tomorrow night here uh right here on shooting the sports Dish network we appreciate you guys for tuning in don't forget like share subscribe tell your friends tell your grandmother about shooting the sports Dish. we yeah. want everybody tuning in here this is this is our network it is your network it's it's every it's this is a network for everyone so please uh keep on tuning in we thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, we hope you enjoyed uh tonight's show bye-bye everybody bye-bye